Hey, it's James from Royal Credit Union's Money Donuts podcast. We're talking about a word that scares a lot of people. It's fraud. This individual, they were bombarding that phone so much that the person got a new phone number. There was a note, a sticky note on the outside of their door saying, what is your new phone number? What? So they hired, the scammer hired someone on Craigslist to place that note there. Listen to Money Donuts on your favorite podcast platform or watch full videos at rcu.org slash podcast. Happy 2023. Let's hope the Minnesota Wild kick off the new year right with some of their own New Year's resolutions. Kirsten and I break down some of the breakdowns in Minnesota's game, and I even apologize to goaltenders anywhere, namely Philip Gustafson. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 157. It's peanut butter jelly time. Soda Stick and the Minnesota Wild teamed up for another collaboration in honor of the duo that is Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. Get yours now exclusively at the Hockey Lodge. Plus, be sure to keep an eye out for some new Buttes merch at SodaStick.com. As always, you can snake 15% off all purchases when you use code BARDOMBEAUTIES at checkout. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Bar Down Beauties, episode 157. I got the episode right that time. Like, after we finished recording last week, Kirsten... I realized I said like 155 and it was actually 156. And if you guys didn't notice that, I just, you know, told on myself, but I like to make myself accurate, factual when I can. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, wild.com. Again, anybody who wants me to write for them about anything, hockey primarily, but I'll cover the gambits that I can uh, get paid for. She's Kirsten Kroll, doer of all things, dog mom. You'll see her on the big screen at Minnesota Wild. Home games, uh, Hey, Kirsten. Happy New Year. Hi, Jesse. Happy New Year. I love the new year, so I'm very, very excited. Now, you are are with me, however. That week between Christmas and New Year's is like the worst. It's literally just purgatory. Like (laughs) the second Christmas. I'm not joking. The second Christmas ends, I think everyone's just in like this super weird mood your normal programming on TV (laughs) is not on. (laughs) Everyone's like on a hiatus. So that maybe that's just a me thing where that upsets me. Um, It really does. And then you're just waiting for new years. Like some people have the week off. Some people don't. Um, I've really just tried to use this whole week to deep clean and deep organize my house. Yeah. Which is the opposite of what happened over at my house with the kids home for the week. And it is destroyed. Like I, I just I've given up on a lot of things this week. It's it feels like a continual Sunday. It's funny. I was talking to Judd Zellglad, uh, and he's agrees with us. He's like, it just you're out of your routine, which that's mm-hmm. the same. Like, I hate to be so hyper focused on my job all the time. But like as sports people, we're very routine. Like we do even for our job, not just the athletes, but the people that are covering them. 
I like my routine. And now it's just like you throw a game in the middle of it. Maybe two. It just I don't like it. I don't like the way I feel. I'm can we ready just, to just talk about can we talk about too how just love working wild games, but working the game. When was it now? Thursday. Yeah, that was hard. I yes. was so I was telling people I was like, I'm not even used to working, like standing my legs hurt again because I just sat on the couch for a week. I didn't do anything. I know. I know. We are back, though. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Happy 2023. I am not going to mess that up this year. For some reason, 2023 feels right. 2022 took me a minute to get into 2023 feels right. I want to start off this week's episode and the year by giving a year-end review to your Minnesota Wild. We'll start with Bill Guerin, obviously. Trickle down to the team, the great areas, the good areas, and the needs improvement box, one that gives every one of us anxiety. Uh, let's start with the great areas. And again, we can go back to January where Winter Classic kicked off the year. What were some great things that happened for the Minnesota Wild in 2022, Kirsten? Well, first, hosting the Winter Classic, um, I mean, the negative was that it was very much below negative outside, but no, just actually, especially after delaying it a full year, being able to do that. You were there. I was there impulsively 30 minutes before puck drop, accidentally wore blue while the Wild were playing <laughs> the blues. Um, but that, I would say, is the biggest highlight, arguably, from the Minnesota Wild this I mean, you don't carry it into the new season, obviously, but looking back in hindsight, like that was such a cool experience. Mm -hmm. I would say the great area for me just to differentiate from you is bringing Marc-Andre Fleury in, first of all, in 2022, and then keeping him in advance. And I will apologize to my goaltenders later on in this episode because I do feel like I need to apologize to my goalies. Um, but no, I think Marc-Andre Fleury, not only does he bring the Stanley Cup and the pedigree and, and the future Hall of Fame resume that he does, but he just, he has that name. He has that allure. He has everything that you want in order to ignite a fan base. And he's done that. And he has this charisma and this positivity and this personality that fits so well into the culture of that locker room. Um, and he's doing it in classic Marc-Andre Fleury fashion with a lot of pizzazz, a lot of great highlight reel saves. Uh, we had mentioned last Thursday's game against Dallas. He's the reason it was only four to one for the stars. Uh, it could have easily gotten out of hand as he stopped 39 that night. Um, but I just think Bill Guerin did a fantastic job. Granted, shout out to Jake Middleton too. He'll be in one of my good areas, possibly, I guess, the good box. Because uh, bringing those two guys in, I think really kind of changed the back end of this team for the better. And uh, I love to see what Bill Guerin did there. Isn't it weird to think like Flurry's been here for barely a year, like not even a he's getting close to a year, but it hasn't even been a full year. It's just it was like, did, has time really gone by that fast? It feels like he's been here so much longer than that. I know. he Again, it was a seamless fit. Like him and Jake Middleton, I felt like we're just kind of whoop, put in there. It was great. Middleton was, it. yeah. When you mentioned Middleton, he's kind of a blur now too. Like I know. In a way where it's like, it feels like he's always been here. Yeah, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Let's move on to the good areas for the Minnesota Wild in 2022. Now, again, great winter classic that's how that's the peak for sure the peak you don't get better than that you don't hopefully get better than you do but <laughs> yes i mean hopefully you do it again right yeah but uh what would be a good area and that could fall under you know obviously yeah go i'm not gonna give away mine um, <laughs> or i can give mine if you want an example well no i think i have one do you not trust me to I have my you. own <laughs> I always trust you. Does anyone, is everyone listening to this? <laughs> um, no, I would say, 
and this probably affects me more than you, but just being back for a full year now where you have packed a packed arena at the XL Energy Center, just being around so many fans like last night, for example, or now that we're recording this on a Friday. Yes, it is last night. So Thursday's game, almost 20,000 fans in the building, the highest attendance for a wild game this season, but it's just, it's been so you kind of forget about it when there wasn't any fans in the arena or when they could only have 250 people there. Mm -hmm. And then for my job, I was still there at the games, working them, talking to 250 (laughs) people. And it was super awkward. Um, but just being able to be around the fans, getting to talk to people, getting to see their faces, um, not so much team related, but just Minnesota wild related in general, I would say that's been my good. I mean, and that now that changes mine because I think that's a brilliant point. Look what you did. You just switched me up there. I will say, take it a step further. It's, you know, for the fans on the fan side of things, it's, I think, a good area is that they get to have that interaction again with these players. These players get to return to doing some of those events and hosting teams and kind of that normalcy that, yeah, you're right, Kirsten, we hadn't seen for, for so long. And I mean, 2020 seems like forever ago at this point, and it has, but there were so many of those remnants that were left forever. So I think that's part A of my good box. My other one that I was going to say, and this is very selfish, it's just that return to the locker room because for us that... Mm is so important. I know I griped about it all, you know, the past two years, how hard it was to do our job, but it is like to build kind of those relationships and just put a face to a name. I mean, when we were on zoom half the time, those players couldn't see us. So Jacob Middleton, you know, didn't really know us or when you have a mask on, it's hard to identify people. And so this year to have that normalcy return again for us as uh, beat writers and, and reporters, it really truly helps us do our job so much better for you fans. And that includes here on the podcast. So I think that would be uh, definitely a good area uh, that I would like to do a shout out. How about a needs improvement in 2022 what do you think was a big thing that you want to leave behind in 2022 because it failed to ever improve the wild start I have a laundry list (laughs) like where is there okay I gotta know first is there like a okay this is the last category so this is where I can just name them off yes um rip them well I'm trying to think out loud now like what can I differentiate I thought were low points and that are like already done deals as yes. opposed to like what needs improvement. And we'll have New Year's resolutions too, right? Ooh, so okay. like ways that you want to improve. So that's how I'm basing mine off of. We're just throwing these things at the walls for you guys this week too, by the way. I hope you enjoy it because we're just trying something new. Give you some new I content. like it. I like um, it. Well, I would say I would like to forget about the wild start to the season. <laughs> that's one thing. Yes. Um, Getting rid of Tyson Jost was another one. Mm, there it <laughs> so is. Throwing that in there as well. There it is. Um, there's just so many. Kirill Kaprizov's plus minus. That's wow. another one. You really did write these down. She's got a journal. No, I didn't write them down. They're just ingrained in my memory. Um, how poor the defense started the year. How the goaltending was shaky at the start of the year. Should I should I say more? Not getting no. past the St. Louis Blues in the first mm, round of the playoffs. There it <laughs> like, is. I mean, so I think that's I say the more? obvious. That's the obvious, right? Is the biggest thing that needed improvement is the ability to advance in the playoffs. Now, I don't care who you play. I don't care, and that'll be New Year's resolution one in segment two for me. Um, but that that is that's the biggest disappointment. That's the biggest letdown and. 
I think that's an area that has needed to improve for the Minnesota Wild for the past 10 years, 10, 15 years, whatever it's been uh, since that improbable Western Conference run. Um, you know, I, I don't know how you fix that. That's the tough thing. Like, that's not just a one fix all situation. That's like a full identity crisis breakdown, if you will. Uh, I So I think without question, you're right, Kirsten, that is the number one area that needs improvement. That's a fireable offense, if you ask me, frankly. Like, if I'm the boss giving this job review and I'm like, well, you didn't do the main thing I'm paying you to do, so sorry. So who are you firing, Jesse? The whole team. The whole team should have been fired after that, but they're all back trying it again. You know, we we give them a warning. We'll classify that as like a an employee warning at first, I think, and then kind of go from there. I know how those go. So. <laughs> Shit just got real for Kirsten. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I it just, happens. I had to. The opportunity presented its. The opportunity was there. I also need to take this opportunity to um, rectify an area of an improvement that I need to make for myself. And that is in being so harsh on goaltenders. However, I, I do stand by all of my convictions and my past criticisms of goaltending in those situations and at those times. I mean, I don't think I've ever been very unfair. However, this is to my dear friend, Philip Gustafson, um, who is as nice as there can be. And I've always said that, like any criticisms I make are never on a personal attack on any player. All these guys are fantastic. Um, hopefully they never take offense to even my snide little jokes because that's just me. But uh, I did call Philip Gustafson a bona fide backup goaltender early on. And to be fair, he kind of he played like it. He hadn't had the opportunity. And, you know, this is this was a huge opportunity here in Minnesota for her, him to come in and prove what he can do because he's been mostly unproven. You can read more about him in wild uh, wild.com by Jesse Pierce, a uh, story that I just recently posted up there, but uh, no, I do need to apologize. Cause he's proven not just to be a bona fide backup. He has come in and, you know, rung the bell in which he was told and has won games that he needed to win one games that he probably shouldn't have won. And he is a reason that they're winning because I stand by my biggest goalie criticism that wins are not goalie stats. I don't care if the team went like, but there are certain games that, Philip Gustafson has indeed won for the team. So um, I apologize for previous criticisms. Again, I'm glad to see that he has stepped up his game. Marc-Andre Fleury, obviously that was just the whole team struggling, right? At the beginning of the year, Kirsten had mentioned that like 14 goals in two games. Not great. I forget what it was in three, but it's long in the past. Say goodbye to 2022. Say goodbye to some of those problems that you saw, but say goodbye to some of the, maybe the great areas too. You hope not, but hopefully things I also, don't I also just really want to say, I really hope Fred puts some dramatic underlying music <laughs> underneath your apology. I really, I should have done it much more life. somberly. Like I am, I, Jesse Pierce hereby apologize to Philip Gustafson for be calling him a bona fide backup when he has proven to be so much more um, I am happily incorrect in that uh, very bold assumption and statement, and I am excited to see what he is capable of throughout the rest of this year. Me and Phil, as I'd mentioned before, I'm going to call him Phil because that's what I do. Let's, you know, we got Con, Con. Sid, <laughs> Ty, all of your close Ty. personal friends. I did. I had to do a one on one with Tyler Sagan the other night, and I was gonna be like, it's up, Ty, but I didn't. Lucky. I didn't. Right. 
it's because Dallas didn't have any writers there and they were like just you and I was like guess it's just me I would have filled in as a writer I would have done it I would have come downstairs for that Uh uh-huh I would like Tyson Joe so I could understand that sentiment (laughs) you got it okay (laughs) I didn't realize that does totally does. but he doesn't have two full sleeves of tattoos and I will admit that is a weakness of mine yes I'm gonna put it out there I'm getting really red in the face right now why hey this is where i have always said linda cohen made me feel better about it. she's like we're only human like you could say they're attracting people like i mean we were talking about henrik lundquist which i think every male out there would agree is Gorgeous. an incredibly handsome man but anyway to phil uh he's a great dude though i we bond over cheese we're buds um so get some halloumi good good swedish cheese oh it's delightful it's salty that's that's what i was gonna say that I don't think that sounds good at all. I'm gonna make you my delicious halloumi rice salad, and you'll change your mind. Well, if you're cooking for me, I don't say no to free food. Yeah, it's very good. It's super easy too. Okay, he says that he Noted. does his just on like a charcoal grill, where I just like I fry mine up. But yeah, okay. Well, good. New Year's resolution for Jesse: cook for Kirsten more. I'll bring it or done. just at all. <laughs> Just doesn't say like more like that would imply I have done <laughs> such thing. She's never cooked for me. I'll before. send you Taco Bell sometime, maybe, but we'll see. Just kidding, guys. I, mean, I'm I a won't good say cook. that either. I had somebody question that, like, do you do any cooking? I'm like, I cook all the time. I don't even really do Taco Bell probably as much as we all assume I do. That's also a lie. I do. I need. Yes, I. Need what what is Jesse doing when she's not posting about Taco Bell? She's still at Taco Bell. Still at Taco Bell. Just still hanging out. Uh, Speaking of those New Year's resolutions, we are going to get to those coming up here in segment two. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll be right back. We're back. Let's talk some New Year's resolutions. In case you guys haven't noticed, that's a theme. That's this week's theme is just Happy New Year and all that goodness. Um, you know, whether you're committing to getting healthier, committing to more Taco Bell, committing to not giving a flying F about whatever, that's great. Do you do, uh, whatever makes you happy at the end of the day, it's just a great way to hit the reset button. I'm all for that. Not that I want to hit the reset button, Kirsten on the Minnesota wild, because right now they are playing well at the correct amount of time, but my New Year's resolution is to get a child that doesn't come interrupt me during a podcast recording. But um, if you were to give the Minnesota Wild a couple of New Year's resolutions, either based on the areas of improvement that we talked about from 2022, or even just from the start of this season, what resolutions would you want to have the Minnesota Wild commit to? Um, I feel like I actually have a list for that as well. <laughs> First, more Ryan Reeves fights. That Mm. is one. Ryan Reeves, Mm -hmm. I would like you to fight more. So put that on your New Year's resolution list. Um, I would like to see the wild make a time out. If I might. If I might. Time out. What do you what do you think the reason Reeves isn't fighting? Like, do you think it's to save from I mean the PK hasn't been that bad, but what do you think it is? Or do you think people just don't want to fight him? Like all he has to do is kind of give a look and people back down. Like what why do you think we aren't seeing as much of that physical and maybe he just doesn't need to right like maybe he's just like i don't have to necessarily fight and i don't think he's ever a cheap shot about it right like he's certainly not that type of player but you are you're a shockingly small amount of 
real aggressive physical play. And I say that by way of fighting or whatever. Uh, why do you think that is? I feel like there's a number of reasons. We talked about it in an earlier episode. I think the opponent is scared of him. I would be yeah. terrified. I don't primarily <laughs> on the ice. I don't want to be near him. Um, yeah. So I think that's definitely part of it. I feel he probably also feels that he doesn't really need to do so. And I also mm-hmm. feel like maybe as he was brought onto the wild for to fill like a certain role as far as like his swagger and everything goes, as we had talked about as well. But I feel as he's been here, not that his roles changed, but I feel maybe the wild have given him a little bit more of an opportunity too, as maybe he had in New York. So I think that's probably a little bit of a reason as well. Like he's capable of doing more than just that. Yeah. I think those are probably accurate as the official president of the Ryan Reeves fan club. I will be sure to just like check in with him on that, you know, get some, get some official answers for the club that we are all wondering. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I would like, I just want to air this grievance out really quick. (laughs) So I would like the people of the bar down beauties podcast to know I did relinquish my rights for the Ryan Reeves fan club as president. I gave it to mm-hmm. Jesse. I was mm-hmm. being the better, not better person, the bigger <laughs> person. I was being, I mean, the some might person. argue it's the better person too, which is fine. I oh. could take that. <laughs> I decided to be the bigger person because an even better opportunity presented itself. And it's to be the president of the Jonas Brodine fan club. The oh, second I found true. out he is a Swifty that changed everything for me. So um, that's a resolution as well. I would like to invite more fans into the Jonas Brodine fan club. And honestly, I could get a bunch of Swifties to join that club. Um, <laughs> can I also mention yesterday, or excuse me, Thursday, the Dallas morning skate. So we all know our friend Dane Mizutani is a huge Swifty. Somebody mentioned, hey, Dane, you might want to get in there. They're playing one of your songs. And he was like, is it Taylor Swift? And he bolts into the locker room. And sure enough, they were playing. Um, I don't it was one of off of her Midnight's album in the room very loudly. And Ryan Hartman just kind of looked at him and just shook his head. But I think Ryan Hartman's a Swifty, too. Oh, he's big in the country music. Am I going to have um, to expand the fan club now? I mean, I think there's quite a few of them in that room. That enjoy it. I I'm need not confirmation. Lie. I need, was, I need an loud. article. It I need loud. an article. Yes. And I, speaking of Ryan Hartman, I know I already told Kirsten this, but I feel like I should tell you the fans. Uh, last week's episode, I had mentioned how Ryan Hartman had been playing a little Tom Petty, AKA had liked some tweets that people had responded to my line tweets about uh, him playing saying, Oh, they're going to lose now that Ryan Hartman's back in and Sammy Walker's not playing. Yada, yada. Well, that game that they won, Ryan Hartman liked those posts because that didn't happen. And it was just very petty, very beautiful, very hilarious. So in the locker room that day, I was like, Hey, I saw you were playing, uh, playing some petty last week. And he goes, yeah, I screenshotted those after the morning skate and saw them. So I knew to go back to them when we won that night. I was like, that is, that is just a savage move. Like I, he, uh, I literally he love getting it so the best much. of them. I do too. It's I so love great. that so much. It's so good. It highlighted my 2022 easily. Ugh, but I love <laughs> speaking it. of, you may continue uh, your resolutions. Yes. Arguably the biggest resolution I have for the Minnesota Wild as a, an entire team, I would like to see some of them make it, or at least even one of them, improve their style to get on Sarah Sivian's NHL style mm. rankings. That is... <laughs> arguably the top of my list I want for the Minnesota wild. So guys 
step it up a little bit. Um, maybe get a stylist for Jewel Erickson Eck, not coming from me, but his teammates in those like XL Energy Power Player contests during wild games. One of his teammates put him on blast for being like the worst dressed, the least fashionable. So maybe we get him on the list. Yes. I don't know. I like it. Get him, get him like stylist. It. That's my biggest thing. So honestly, that trumps everything else. Jesse, you can share some of yours. Having seen these guys, like they look nice when they leave the rink in the morning. Like they've got the nice fit joggers and the sweat. Like you're right. You'd think that their suit game could be a little stepped up. I love that. Love Sarah Sivian's work over at uh, Bleacher Report and before that, Athletic, all that good stuff. So I would agree. That's a great resolution, Curse. God. Thank you. Just, those are good. Mine were all like serious and no fun, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just going to come at the team. Uh, More Ryan no. Hartman pettiness. <laughs> I would like to see the Minnesota Wild commit to improving face-offs and that's not a dig at center that is a dig at face-offs in general like you they're just yes I'm pinpointing the most recent game against the Dallas Stars as a huge red flag um, but we've always talked about on this podcast and around the media and surrounding the team even within the team uh, that they are weak at center, which obviously makes you pretty soft at face-offs. But Jules Eriksson-Eck really struggled the other night. It did turn out that he is dealing with a nagging injury. Um, so that could have been possibly the reason. But yeah, I don't know. I just would like to see face-offs improve. I would like to see the Minnesota Wild commit to advancing past the first round. Um, and I would like to see, most of all, the Minnesota Wild commit to wearing the reverse retros every single time that they play Dallas. Because... You want to talk petty. I want to see the North Stars colors going hard against the Dallas Stars every single time, reminding Dallas why they're even in existence. It's because Minnesota had a very bad man in charge of its team and decided to sell it. Like I'm so irked. <laughs> I'm irked still that like when a Dallas Star player like advances or breaks a record. He still has all these like North stars. It's not Dallas stars players. They're all North stars players that he has to go through. And I hate it. And I want to see reverse retros. Um, I mean, even if that was the only time they wore them and actually take one step further, and this doesn't have to be for 2023. I want those reverse retros to be their full-time jerseys. Ooh. Last year's or this year's. I really, you know what? I like this year's a little bit. I love that green. I like, that I love the green. green too, but I want them to take off the wild logo and do like an M mm. and get that old school hockey lace at the top. I'm a sucker for the old school hockey laces. Who do we need to talk about? Is this like a Leopold thing? We got to Um, I say we take it all the way to the top. I will yeah. say I've mentioned this to multiple people, AKA Sean Zeller, um, with game presentation saying like, let me put me on the staff I'll do it and they're like take it up with Adidas like that's who it is <laughs> take it up with Adidas well no because there is a reason that the wild were not allowed to like incorporate true north star right like there's something that like when Dallas got the team for our listeners please let me know if you guys know the full story and I could probably do some research but we didn't prepare for this to turn into this um but there is there's something like when Dallas bought the North stars, they bought the rights to, I think everything that comes with that, which is probably even keeping, you know, like there's probably some copyrights or whatever, you know, trademark. I thought that, that was the NHL be. in general who held, the but that's rights. what I think. I think the NHL won't allow Minnesota to reclaim it. I like, I don't know what happened with like the thrashers. Like this is Minnesota. Don't get me wrong. Minnesota's not the only team to deal with a situation like this. Uh, but the pro like, and I say problem, the problem is, 
the stars are still around and still a thing throw it in minnesota's face all the time so put me in gary bettman's inner circle i think we need to take it all the way to the top and then i will join his cabinet if you will assuming it's like a presidential kind of thing um with the nhl front office i will take this up before the people and bring the concerns and add a little to the next jersey Also, if Gary Bettman could just give me like a jersey or two uh, of the reverse retros, that'd be fine. Not even just the Minnesota ones. Like I want a couple. I'll send them my list as well while we're discussing. But I think that's fair. At least he could do. I think. Yeah. Speaking of Gary. Yeah. Speaking of Gary Bettman, let's make some New Year's resolutions for the National Hockey League. Um, I want to kick it off by saying the one that we're probably both thinking and probably every one of our listeners is thinking, let's figure out goaltender interference and have like one definition of what goaltender interference is and be consistent. And now there are many applicable things that the officials need to come together on. Like the other night in Dallas, high sticking, what's a high stick? What's not a high stick? When does it warrant two minutes? When does it warrant four? Um, speaking specifically about that Matt Boldy situation mm-hmm. on Mason Marshman. Uh, but yeah, like I think goaltender interference is the one that players get frustrated most with teams get frustrated because there's not a consistent answer, even despite there being video review, despite there being challenges, like they're just never you know, one time it can be this, but the other time it's not. I think there just needs to be either do away with it. Like, I think you can't do away with it because there is when it really happens. It's true. That's not fair. Like, you can't knock your goalie, but it's never happening that black and white. But there shouldn't be so much gray area for sure. And to piggyback off that, I would say New Year's resolution for the NHL, just consistent officiating. Yes, that would be lovely to see. Mm-hmm. And I think the fans would appreciate it, too. I I would agree. Those boos were quite loud on Thursday, as you mentioned, in that sellout game. Yes. It was also concerning the amount of Dallas Stars fans in attendance. Jake Ottinger, Ryan Suter, and Joe Pavelski to thank for those. Okay. Yes, I understand rooting (laughs) for the Minnesotans. But regardless, like even during the national anthem, like when John DeCosmaker, let him have his moment when he is singing. That is the voice of an angel. Um. But when they yell stars twice during the anthem, I'm like, come on, this is not the time. I would say another New Year's resolution for the National Hockey League is to truly, truly mix up the teams in which they feature during the Winter Classic and Ooh, even the yes. stadium. I mean, I I love this year at Fenway. I like Boston and Pittsburgh because there is something to be said about those two very prestigious organizations i love bobby Orr coming in for it uh again i like fenway i just i understand that climates aren't necessarily conducive to certain teams and this is even just like a poor pity minnesota thing like just change it up once in a while like i don't even know how many times pittsburgh's been in the winter classic and if they're not in the winter classic they're in a stadium series like i would just beg because the more exposure you get to these other teams like the better it is for the game. And again, I'm sure the NHL has probably tried doing that and they just go back to what has always worked because it's a business. But that is one of my biggest things. Like just really do something different. And actually, this might be a hot take. I would take away the stadium series because Ooh. series I it's too much, right? Like the whole luster and allure of the winter classic was that it was the winter classic and it's this one outdoor mm-hmm. game. And now outdoor games just kind of have run amok so it kind of loses some of that like 
allure. Not entirely. Don't get me wrong. Like I, as we saw uh, last year in Minnesota, it certainly didn't deter people from going crazy and getting out there because it is one of a kind. I just think it to keep kind of that um, rarity or, you know, that exclusiveness maybe a few less other outdoor games too. You know, I would actually agree with that. I say Nick's the stadium series, but what I would like to see in exchange still outdoors, what they tried to do with Tahoe, go back to the lakes or the frozen ponds, especially in Minnesota playing Mm -hmm. on an outdoor pond or just one of the lakes here. That would be so cool. Like make it an old school hockey event. I would love to see that. Right. Oh, beautiful. Shout out. Speaking of one more for the wild then. Um, and somebody brought this up. So the wild do do one outdoor practice. It's always down in St. Louis park. It's covered. It's, it's pretty, but do something like what the stars did and go over to like Phelan, right. Or do something Toronto. I know did one at the Wells Fargo rink. They made a little three on three. You don't need to tell the whole crowd. You don't need to tell anybody. You don't even need to tell media just go do it. Have some fun. Like let these players really just enjoy it and not have it be necessarily a spectacle or have it be kind of this thing. Like just let them go out and be kids. Like I know Jake Ottinger said of their little outdoor practice that uh, he's like, we were just a bunch of 10 year olds out there, you know, still getting their work done, but especially during the holiday time, like how nice of them to be able to do that. Uh, Former, former Minnesota wild player, Ryan Suter actually orchestrated and organized that event. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think the wild should do more of those. And again, I don't need to be present. Nobody needs to be present. Don't need to tell the media, anybody just go do it. Like don't, and do it on the East side. Don't do it on the West side. Hmm. Hockey, St. Paul, just saying (laughs) that I, I don't argue with that. I think that would be really cool. Yes. All right. On that note, we are going to wrap up this segment when we come back i don't know i didn't do enough for debate so we'll give you something to listen to but come back and check it out we'll be right back we're back uh normally this would be our up for debate but it was the holiday week and i didn't do it and i'm sorry i'm sorry all right my new year's resolution is to be better for you all uh but I would like to use this opportunity as a reminder for you guys to come see us out at Kazi's in Stillwater. Such a cool setup at Kazi's. Uh, They've got an outdoor rink. They have a whole outdoor thing. I have no idea if we will be outdoors. I kind of hope not, but I kind of hope so. As long as there's like a little bit of warmth, right? Like that could be really cool. Very, the ambiance would be very nice for the Buttes, but uh, that is happening January 13th from 7 to 8 p.m. Again, we are out there courtesy of our friends over at Grain Belt and obviously our friends at Talk North. Shout out to Grain Belt, who is hosting and sponsoring these live shows all throughout the Twin Cities for Buttes Live, where we've got beer specials, all that good stuff. You know you love a good Minnesota beer. So be sure to go hit up some of those this 2023. Also shout out to Talk North who features us on their network. Shout out to SodaStick, SodaStick.com. Use code Bardown Beauties to get 15% off. They are restocking the Bardown Beauties jerseys. Kirsten is going to have her own Bardown Beauties jersey. Very excited for her for that. Uh, hopefully you like it anyway. Hopefully you stick it- around. Well, now that you mention it, this is a good time to bring it up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, although people, you it wouldn't be the first time people thought I quit. <laughs> so, <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm still here. I'm very excited. I feel this is a really big moment for me. Yeah, 
It is. It's very exciting. Also, should we bring our skates to the live show? Is that something we should do? There's a should, we should look into this. Like we I have my how well we stick. Skate. I have my skates. I'm seeing pictures. We you'll have your jersey by then. It just shipped. I oh got my the gosh, notification yes. that it shipped today. So oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely you all should come see us at the live show. I will let you guys know if you should bring skates because maybe we do. Maybe we make it a butte thing. The goddamn wild play the next day again, though. So they are ruining my night out on stilly once again not that that stopped us the last time but it just made morning skate much more painful on my head um, comes a lot quicker the next day it does it's like oh i'm not making that one happen <laughs> but what are you gonna do uh so yeah again january 13th also continued shout out to royal credit union less fee more free and shout out to Jim Beam, your official Minnesota Wild whiskey sponsor. You guys rock. Uh, obviously, our number one resolution is to continue to bring you guys Bard on Beauty's content. Uh, love to hear from you guys. Love interacting with you guys. If you have any ideas, any shout outs, anything you want answered by us, let me know. We'll be sure to hit it up on either our Cues with the Buttes or address it in each week's episode. New episodes release every single Monday. Find us on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. That'll do it. Happy New Year, guys. Bye. See you next year.